Basically, what I'm saying is the decluttering aspect of minimalism embodies so much more than just our overflowing closet. And we have to be willing to understand this, face it, and embrace what it means. And that means dealing with the skeletons in our closet, as well as the genes that don't fit. Keep in mind that if your heart and mind is not clear, then it would be impossible to have or maintain a clear space. Hey, what's up? My name's Ron Banks, and I'm passionate about all things creativity, intentional living, habit building, and helping strong-minded individuals like you regain control of their life. I'm a traditional guy who broke free from traditional thinking in order to reinvent what it means to truly enjoy life. And now, as a minimalist, I'm living, growing, creating, and sharing this journey with nothing to hide. I teach you powerful and encouraging ways to think differently and kickstart a happier life on your own terms. Scared of real conversations? <laughs> Not me. Stumbles, struggles, habits, relationships, minimalism, money, health, we'll talk about all of it. This is where I answer your questions and dive deep into conversations meant to encourage, empower, and deploy a new way of thinking. I hope you're ready to grow and learn together with me on this journey. So get comfy and let's jump into it. Welcome to Where Do I Start? What is minimalism? A simple question, right? Yet one that I feel comes with more answers than one. And I want to break it down together because I feel this term, uh, this word is easily misunderstood because it comes with a predetermined definition that's lacking in context per se. For example, let's do a quick internet search here uh, for the word minimalism and see what pops up. Okay, the first definition that pops up says that minimalism is a style or technique as in music, literature, or design that is characterized by extreme spareness and simplicity. Hmm. <laughs> That word extreme doesn't sit right with me. I don't like it. And I want to talk about why as we start to deconstruct minimalism in the next few minutes. And if you're ready, let's jump into it. This is Where Do I Start? Hey, if this is your first time tuning in, I want to encourage you to subscribe to the show and become a part of this growing community so you can not only listen to all of the interesting episodes coming up in the next few weeks, but so you can also join in on the conversation and share what you're learning with the people most important to you in your life. You can find Where Do I Start on all your favorite podcast platforms. Okay, before we dive into this conversation, I have to say that if you're a fan of my YouTube content and you're also loving this podcast series as well, then I'm sure you're also going to enjoy the private version of this podcast. If you don't know, I have a private version of Where Do I Start on Patreon where we have more personal conversations about minimalism, poetry, life, and everything in between. But I also answer your where do I start questions in a more direct manner. So if you want to tune into those episodes, you can head over to patreon.com slash Ronald L. Banks. All right, let's start to break down this word minimalism. I did a quick internet search earlier, and we saw that minimalism is defined as a style or technique, as in music, literature, or design, that is characterized by extreme spareness and simplicity. And I'm not a fan of that word extreme, right? And, and here's why. When you think of minimalism, 
knowing the definition I've just read, what's the first thing or picture that comes to mind for you? Go ahead, say it out loud or, or write it down. Now, my guess is that you thought about or envisioned one of these few things. An all-white space, the look of perfect symmetry, beautiful plants in every corner of the room, a kinfolk or cereal magazine placed perfectly on the living room coffee table. Or maybe, maybe you envisioned a room or a life that's filled with what seems to be nothing. The word less comes to mind for me. Living with bare minimum in the extreme sense, right? Now, why is this the first thing we think about when we hear the word minimalism? See, just like great advertising or branding, we naturally associate the meaning of a word with the things we constantly see in relation to it. For example, let's take the word luxury. Big house, expensive car, high-end name brand clothing. Or how about the color red? R-E-D. We associate this word with things like danger, stop signs, or, or heat, right? Something that's being hot to the touch. Forgetting that red is also love and passion. Luxury is also flexibility, opportunity, intentionality, and purpose. See, without overthinking or overcomplicating this idea, I've already peeled back the first layer of this onion, so to speak, as we start to deconstruct minimalism. Because the definition of the word itself directly speaks to only the things we see, not the entire picture. If you don't believe me, uh, search the word minimalism right now on Google Images or on Pinterest if you use it, or on any other image-based application you want. Tell me what you see. In fact, at me on social media, at I'm Ron Banks, and tell me that you're listening to this episode and this is what you see when you search minimalism. I'm curious to know. Okay, let's peel back more of these layers now. Okay, another term that tends to pop up alongside minimalism is decluttering. Now, this is where I'm really going to start to deconstruct everything you've previously known or believed about this word minimalism. And I'm going to give you something different to think about that you can take with you and ponder on for a while. See, very often decluttering is only associated with our physical space, the things we can physically see in relation to us, right? Our clothes, shoes, old movies and CDs, if you still listen to CDs, uh, photo albums, makeup and hair care products, kitchen gadgets we don't use or tend to forget how to use, and anything else you can think of, right? That's in our physical space, right? Anything that's in our physical space. Now, because of this, because we naturally associate decluttering with solely our physical space, the things we can touch and see, right? It makes sense now why minimalism is viewed as a space with barely anything in it. Hmm. <laughs> less, right? Living with less. No wonder minimalism is easily misunderstood. Because it's easy to make a pre-assumption about or have a pre-judgment towards something that you may not fully understand. In this case, minimalism. Now, to deconstruct this further, I want to help us start to broaden our perspective a little bit. Because yes, minimalism is about decluttering. But it's decluttering more than just our physical space. Yes, minimalism is about living with less, in a sense. But actually, I like to say that minimalism is living with more of what matters 
by choosing to want less of what doesn't. Mm. <laughs> if you're enjoying this conversation as much as I am so far, please share it with someone and, and tell them to tell someone to tell someone to tune in to where do I start? All right. My palms are starting to sweat <laughs> a little bit because I can't wait to break this down even further. And in order to do that, I want to approach these two ideas, uh, decluttering and wanting less independently, starting with decluttering and why decluttering is so important and in what ways it connects to more than just our physical space. Because trust me, your overflowing closet should be the last bullet point on your list through this journey of minimalism and intentionality. Now, a few moments ago in this conversation, I mentioned that decluttering is another term that pops up alongside minimalism, right? That tends to pop up alongside minimalism. But I want to read the literal definition quickly before I break it down and tear it apart and rewrite it per se. Okay, decluttering or declutter means to remove unnecessary items from an untidy or overcrowded space. And I want to highlight the last part of this, right? An untidy or overcrowded space. Again, focuses only on the things we can see, the physical aspects of life, forgetting that there's much more to it than that. Now, here's my rewritten definition. Declutter means to remove unnecessary items, thoughts, emotions, and memories from an untidy or overcrowded life. I'll let that sink in for a second. To remove unnecessary items, thoughts, emotions, and memories from an untidy or overcrowded life. So why am I phrasing it, decluttering it this way, right? Have you ever made your untidy space tidy, yet still felt uh, overwhelmed and overcrowded in your heart and in your mind? See, the reason you feel this way is because you've failed to declutter these areas in your life. Now, I'm not saying you've failed at life. That's not what I'm saying. I want to make sure that's clear, right? What I am saying is that you've failed to declutter the mental and emotional clutter in your life. Now, maybe you're listening to this and thinking, well, I don't have mental and emotional clutter, or I don't even know what's considered mental and emotional clutter. As far as I'm concerned, I'm good, right? And you might be, you may be one of a handful of people who actually deal with emotions and mental things as they arise. Others of us, including myself once upon a time, don't. Instead, we bottle them up and hold on to them like the t-shirts we have folded at the bottom of the pile that we never wear, but like the color of. <laughs> Basically, what I'm saying is the decluttering aspect of minimalism embodies so much more than just our overflowing closet. And we have to be willing to understand this, face it, and embrace what it means. And that means dealing with the skeletons in our closet, as well as the jeans that don't fit. Keep in mind that if your heart and mind is not clear, then it would be impossible to have or maintain a clear space. And I have a few videos on my YouTube channel that I'll link to in the show notes that talk about decluttering, you know, the importance of it, how to approach decluttering mentally and emotionally. So definitely check those out if you haven't seen them. All right, now let's deconstruct the wanting less piece of this puzzle. Now, less. 
L-E-S-S, is a popular word in the minimalism conversation. It's the key connection between the idea of a minimalist lifestyle and the direct images we see online of it. Yet, my goal for this conversation is to show you through deconstructing minimalism that yes, less is important, but it looks different for each of us. The only similarities we have or should have is the mindset behind wanting less. So what is wanting less all about, right? I thought you'd never ask. (laughs) First, let's break down why we tend to want more in the first place. See, our desire to want more is no fault of our own. It's simply hardwired into our brain's natural functions. And in order to change that, right, to change that desire we have for more, we have to be willing to embrace the fact that we're human. Ooh, (laughs) I'm going to say that again. In order to change that desire we have for more, you know, that natural feeling, we have to be willing to embrace the fact that we're human. In other words, accepting our natural thoughts, right? The things that come naturally with being human. And in the process of accepting this, we also have to practice practicing better habits. Habits that will guide us down the path we should be traveling or one we want to travel, right? Towards an intentional, purposeful, higher quality of life with less. Remember, minimalism is living with more of what matters by choosing to want less of what doesn't. Now, learning to want less is impossible to do until we fully understand why we tend to want more in the first place. And generalizing an explanation for this, you know, for why we want more isn't always fair to do, right? Because we're all different. You know, we each have different stories and different backgrounds and reasons why we are the way we are, right? It's what makes us unique, right? And while these things and ideas help shape our actions and our way of thinking as individuals, I do believe that there's one thing we have in common that's driving this behavior of wanting more that's separate from the idea of it being a natural thought of ours. And that thing is gratitude or the lack thereof. See, If we're not grateful for the things we have, regardless of how much or how little it is, there will always be a void there, a sense of dissatisfaction and urge to buy and want more. I know for me, uh, you know, one reason I ended up with so many things at the beginning of my journey was because I was never satisfied or happy with what I had, right? There was always something I needed as if what I had wasn't enough, I'm sure you felt similar to this at some point on your journey, right? So how do we learn how to want less, right? Because I truly believe that this is the key to living an intentional and purposeful life. But also understanding this, you know, the mindset behind wanting less, as well as what decluttering all aspects of life means, plays an an important role in fully understanding minimalism. Now, There are four things that we have to learn how to do first before we can learn to want less, right? And as I start to walk us through these, I want you to envision the process of building a house. And the first thing you do before you build the walls and hang the doors and windows is you have to lay the foundation. And these things we have to learn 
are the foundation. The first thing being learning how to live with enough, meaning practicing gratitude daily. The one thing many of us aren't doing enough of or at all, right? Now, personally, I do this a few different ways, out loud by literally talking to myself in the mirror consciously, right, within the thoughts that I have throughout the day, but I also show gratitude through writing and poetry. As an example, uh, here's a short poem of gratitude I wrote a while back. It says, as I lay here watching the sun peek its eyes to the blinds of my bedroom window, I think about all of the things I'm grateful for, like the fact that I am breathing. Today is going to be a good, I mean, great day. I know it will. See, showing gratitude like this consistently helps us understand what enough is for us and how to be happy with it. The second thing we have to learn is how to control our impulses, the things that trigger us into wanting more. See, every impulse we have is caused by something. So in this case, wanting more or buying more, right, could be triggered by dissatisfaction or the lack of gratitude, like I said, or it could be boredom or comparison. That's a big one. Or the idea of trying to keep up with the Joneses and any number of other things, right? But when we can understand what triggers us, it then allows us to control those impulses and stop them before they turn into actions. Okay, number three is learning how to let go. Letting go of comparison, like I've said, that's a really big one there. Learning to let go of our fantasy selves, you know, that person we think we are but actually aren't and all of the things we accumulate because of that. (laughs) You know, I've definitely had a fantasy self version of myself, probably multiples of them. You know, we also have to let go of our mental and emotional clutter. This is exactly what I talked about earlier on in this conversation when I broke down the word decluttering. Now, to give you a little more context around this, uh, letting go and decluttering are two different things, right? But we need to do both in order to make progress on our journey. Now, decluttering is an offensive tool, right? It helps clear the clutter in our lives. But letting go, on the other hand, is a defensive tool tool, right? It helps prevent that same type of clutter from returning. Now, do me a favor and let that sink in as you start to work through minimalism in your life. All right. The last point I have is we have to learn how to build the right habits. Now, this is the glue that holds everything together I've talked about in this conversation. See, when we implement the right habits, it makes making changes and committing to them easier because we're then making a complete lifestyle shift. So really, without building habits that support wanting less, then it becomes very difficult to live with more of what matters. That's understanding minimalism. You just finished another episode of Where Do I Start? And I feel like this conversation may have flew by just a little too quickly, don't you think? You can check out the show notes and other resources over at ronaldlbanks.com. If you enjoyed this episode and it resonated with you, do me a favor and share it with someone you know and love. Also, subscribe to the show and leave a review if you haven't done so already. 
We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as all your other favorite podcast platforms. If you want to connect with me directly, you can follow me on social media everywhere at I'm Ron Banks. If you want to support this show and have access to not only our private Q&A podcast, where I answer your where do I start questions, but also receive special writings and other exclusive content, head over to patreon.com slash Ronald L. Banks. Thank you so much for listening. Keep growing on your journey and always remember to stay true to you. I'll see you in the next episode. Peace.